What we wanted to discuss today, which is something that we can all relate to, is breakups. Not mine. <laughs> what the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Unwax Podcast. With your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine. <laughs> you know, the second we hit the record button, I don't know why, my energy level just went to a two. I, no. But I came in really our, pumped. Our energy level was a two before this. It's just been consistently exhausted. Can I tell you guys why we're exhausted? Yeah. And y'all are going to make fun of us because you're going to say, wow, that's not exhausting. You are a bunch of pampered poodles. True. I look like a pampered poodle right now. You really do. Mm -hmm. It's giving... It's giving what? It's Michelin giving rich mom. Ooh, I like that. Milf, You've though? got the pearl earrings. Milf, though? Yes, I know. Sophia, your milf, dream in life though. is to be a milf. She wants to be a milf so bad. Is uh, that why you want to have kids sooner than later? A hundred percent. You know, That's the, the earlier you get it, the younger and hotter you are. So honestly, I love that for you. Like, thanks, thanks. What do you want to be when you grow up? A milf. Yeah, that's it. What if you're one life goal? Not not to be a mother, not to be a wife, not to be a CEO. It's just a no, but hot I, mom. I love when people are like, I want to be a young mom. Sophia's like, no, I want to be a hot mom. There's a difference. Right? I mean, I'm going to be a good mom. But it'd be great if I was hot along with so it. So let me explain this is a very why. Very mind-bending, <laughs> very intellectual conversation <laughs> here. Let me explain why we're a little tired. So we had probably what a fourteen-hour photo shoot day, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh, photo shoot! You're not models." Yeah, no, we know. Yeah. Actually, we came into the shoot with our looks, our hair, our makeup. We're like, "Holy shit, we look." Amazing, right? Killer, like truly, um, like how I wish I looked at prom. Honestly, so good. You and know? then we see the photos and we're like, my Oof. eyes. <laughs> my jowls? What is it called? Is it jowls? Yeah. I don't know why everything just got so much uglier in pictures. <laughs> can I say, there's nothing more humbling in life is oh when you're God. getting ready and you put on a great outfit, great hair, you're looking tan. No, you're sitting, sitting in a mirror makeup at 6 a.m. But listen, no, you. there's nothing more humbling than looking yourself in the mirror and you go, I look amazing. This is the best I've and ever looked. And then you and your friends or they take a solo photo of you and you look at the photo and you just want to... Fall it was the one face of those of moments where, like, don't just delete it. Go into the recently deleted. You gotta double and remove delete it forever. <laughs> you, know? you know when you double delete is when you know, okay, I this is not a photo day for me. So we had to do this photo shoot for something that you guys will see very soon. It's really exciting. But it was a promo shoot for something. So we did a bunch of individuals, family shots, glam sister shots, shots home glam shots. shots, home shots, tequila shots. We did all the shots. But it's not just. Also, being on it on camera, we like to also be on it off camera. So it's just, you're basically, look, we've been in front of a camera for the last, like, 14 hours that day. Maybe a 30-minute break. We did only have 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. But here's the weird thing. I thought in my head, you know, <laughs> your girl when she was 15, she modeled, you know. LF Montana She's over here. She's the OG yeah. here. <laughs> She's that bitch. I thought, oh, I'm... It's going to be like riding a bike. Like, I got this. Yeah. I'm used to if this. anyone is horrible at it, it's I don't know me. why. No. I think I looked the worst. No, you didn't. Sophia. I looked the worst. We all collectively as a family <laughs> sat at lunch after that first look, and we were like, 
Just, we have never looked look worse. Like, not one person. It, it's funny because we're very obvious and very, um, we don't have, we don't hold back no. on, no, but like, it, with each other's photos. You know, I'm not going to say Sistine looks hot if she looks horrible. And that's a friend. And that's a friend. And that's a sister. So it was so funny doing the group shots and the individual shots and going back and while we're doing the photos, everyone's going, yeah, work, bitch, We've get got it. the wind woo, blowing. Woo. We've got Dua Lipa work, in the background playing. Strut, Scarlet, Pose, Sophia, place your hands more, better. No, the more that they hyped us, the more I was feeling myself. <laughs> Therefore, a worse picture came out <laughs> of it. And so we all run back to the monitor. We scurry over. We're like, oh, they're going to be amazing. This is a good thing we use forever and ever. And all of our faces dropped, and we're like, if this isn't pre-approved by us. My face, I don't know why I looked first. I looked like a melted candle. (laughs) Second of all, Uh. I honestly looked like someone had, like, taxidermied my body, stuffed it, put on, like, that funeral makeup, Uh, and um, just, I looked like a dead person. At least you didn't look like a 60-year-old mother from Miami (laughs) who's trying to still have it, You looked like... You were a bootleg version of the Beverly Hills Housewives intro. Yes, I, I looked, like, you know what I mean? No, I literally looked like I was a cast member. and But I, like a wannabe one. A wannabe the one. Yes, one. yeah, yeah. Like still trying to go after my kid's friends. But like it was doesn't realize I'm old. So bad. And the photographer even <laughs> kept coming up to me and he goes, think of a secret. Yeah, you have think, think of he goes, think of a secret. So then you get that little glimpse in your eye. And my secret was fucked up. It was? Dude, can you say it or you can't say it? No, I can't say it. Ooh. I can't say it. But I was just thinking of, like, really gross, weird things. I wasn't thinking of something like, ooh, I stole my mom's shirt. You're laughing. My secret, literally, I don't know why this came up. It's so not even hot at all. (laughs) He said, tell me, like, think of a secret. And I look at Sistine. And the first thing that came Uh-oh. to my head was, Sistine used to chew her lip behind her pillow. Which is <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait. that's why the photos didn't come out sexy, because I'm thinking about Sistine as an eight-year-old sucking chewing on her bottom lip, sucking on her pillow. Wait, that's your secret? Yeah. I, I, like, thought of, I had multiple secrets. One of mine was, I was like posing the camera. I'm like, you pissed the bed last year <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> Just like, I, tried, I was trying to think of something hot, but I, I really know. couldn't. I couldn't. That's why the photos turned out so what bad. What is wrong with us? You know, I was trying to also think, I was like, oh, the trend, siren eyes. I'm trying to give siren like, eyes, and everyone's like, Sophia, seductive. put your head down. <laughs> yeah, like, make love to the camera. But I do have to give credit to actual models, because people always think that it's not a real job, it's not that exhausting. I felt like I was hit by a bus by the end of the day. Also, it was so much work. You also see the photos, and you are ha- you are hyper aware and critical of what you look like. Oh in man, those photos. I avoided mirrors the next day. I, I couldn't. La- I was just like I kept brushing my hair every four seconds before a shoot. I was oh, yeah. in the bathroom every single second I, touching up something. I put on a hoodie that covered my whole face when my boyfriend came over after because I was like, "Don't even look at me." He's like, "You look beautiful." I'm like. I look like a troll. I'm like, you did you see the melted candle? <laughs> He's like, well, what are you talking no, about? No, but I, I, you know, I think we've come to realize that one, Sistine hates concerts, and two, we hate photo shoots. Yeah, but you know, it's the best thing when someone says, you, you look better in person. That's a compliment it's you want to It's a compliment. Hear. So I've I'll only heard that. that. I've heard that you look better in person than on Instagram. I remember that guy in Florida said that I got hotter throughout my photos. He goes, yeah, you weren't that pretty back then. And remember um, he said what like... What kind of geezer said that? 
You know, your Instagrams are getting better. Yeah, he's like, you're you're trying. It's working. That's great. Thank Whatever you. Whatever you Thanks. Um, to move topics, Sistine uh, FaceTimed me the other day and was peeing her pants laughing, saying that this was the most hilarious situation ever happened to her. I was in absolute hysterics. Yeah. Because I'm not one of those people that are prone to accidents like you are tripping or no. doing something in public that's embarrassing. It's always me witnessing someone else doing mm-hmm. that. But this had to be top number one. This is number one, the funniest thing that has ever I've happened actually to me. never heard her do anything really. And the close only to this. person that was there to witness it was my aunt. And I was like, oh my God, I wish someone had recorded this. I wish you guys were all there to see it. I just could I like I did pee a little because I was laughing so hard. It was you hysterical. Right so I, I was editing the podcast. Yeah. And we're at my mom and dad's house. And I go, you know what? I'm going to be healthy, aesthetic. I'm sitting outside by the pool with my computer. I'm like, I'm going to bring some water, bring a little snack, like enjoy my time. Like try. Like I never do that, but I'm like, ooh, I'll try, you know? So I've got a computer in one hand like this. I've got a jug of water nestled under my armpit, like a gallon jug, yeah. right? I just pulled it out of the fridge, like holding it like a football against my body. Right. I've got another plate in my other hand, and I'm trying to open a sliding door, but I go, uh-oh, I have no hands. Now, you're probably thinking, why wouldn't you just put one of the things down, open the door, go back in, close the door, right? Because we like a challenge. I'm lazy as fuck. Yeah, like, we that like just to challenge. Showed. No, it's called challenging yourself. I'm one of those people you can't bring in just one grocery no. bag at a time. I'm having Arms eight and like eight this. like this. Foot has the key. So <laughs> I was like, I've got great balance and really wide feet. My stability is good. Yeah. I put one door, one foot up on the sliding door to slide it out. So I look like a trapeze artist. Yeah. Juggling plates on my nose and everything. I'm sliding open the door. Now, Buster, our dog, the door opens an inch and he fucking bolts for it. He goes right for the door and there's a coyote problem, so we're not trying to let them off off, outside, off leash. So I was like, no, 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 Buster. It all happened so fast. I put my foot down trying to stop him. He goes in between my two legs. I step on his back. He gets nervous. He goes behind my other leg trips me like someone's doing one of those bench things oh, to tr- you know push someone yeah, over yeah. trips me backwards the entire jug of water goes all over me like the like, entire it was a gallon and it was ice cold and not only that you're probably thinking oh it got a little on the floor the floor was dry i was wringing water out of my underwear i just washed my <laughs> hair my hair was sopping wet yeah. i mean it was like water shot at my nose i stood up and it was coming out of my nose i couldn't even talk and I could not stop laughing. Yeah. And I'm so upset that no one was there to witness it. Because trying to explain it right now, you're like, okay, it's not that funny. It's No, it's hilarious because we all have those moments where you look around and you're like, no one just saw I, that. I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> is Am this I a being joke? punked? I just like fell over. It was like a cartoon. It literally looked like a sitcom. Like someone had scripted this exact moment with the yeah. dog and the plate and the foot and I'm balancing the computer and I still held the computer up as I'm landing. I mean, it was a disaster. It was a cartoon. So make sure you watch Spencer's episode because all of that for the sake of editing it, um, please enjoy. <laughs> please enjoy her pain. Speaking of embarrassing stuff, um, since I've been kind of going through it lately, I've been going to meditation classes and it's my safe place because I feel just so calm when I leave mm-hmm. the class. I feel centered and it's just... 50 minutes of no distraction and breathing, right? So I'm walking in, so excited. Mm. 
I am feeling a little bit on edge. I'm like, I need this. So I wear these sweatpants I got on Revolve and this crop tank that kind of matches it. And I'm grabbing some tea before class. And mm. I see these two ladies sitting nearby. And they're probably in their 60s, right? And they're just like skinny, blonde chicks, just like staring at me, right? And I didn't really know why. And I was like, I, I, I kind of was looking at myself going, is there something on me that looks a little weird? And I kind of get near them because I have to put my shoes in this cuppy holder and all this stuff on your mm-hmm. phone. And the lady was like, we were just staring at your sweatpants. And I go, oh, really? Like, they go, like, yeah, we're, like just tra- we're just trying to read them because they have a couple words on them all over. And it goes, does that say dangerous attraction? And I go, yeah, yeah it does. And at the top, there's a little, little cartoon figure. It's an angel holding like a little cartoon devil head. And it says, come and get this head. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Why is it? I'm so far on the side of these old ladies. Well, okay, she said, she looks at my pants and she goes, that's pretty demonic of you to wear. Well, demonic is a little extreme. Well, first of all, she announced that in front of the whole class and the teacher. Everyone was staring at me. And I don't actually, to be honest, like I probably am saying the phrase really wrong. I don't know if it was come and get this head. It was like something... Look, it's a popular it's fashion. It's it's a popular brand. Also, when I bought it, I didn't realize that part of it. Okay, it's what were they so, wearing? They were wearing like yoga pants from like Lulu and maybe something from like Outdoor Voices. Because so, why don't you say isn't that a little basic? Well, so I, it really honestly wasn't as bad as they're making it. I can, I'm probably making it sound a lot more dramatic. The pants, but they made it so dramatic. Well, that, what if you just responded? Wait, what? and so, wait. So I was just saying to them, I was like. I got flustered. I didn't even know how to answer Why do them. you let people make you that. feel that and way? And I got really flustered. I go, uh, uh, should I leave the, cl- the class? And then they're like, uh-huh. well, they're just pretty toxic and things like that. And I go, holy shit. So I walk into the class kind of like heated a little bit that these women like, just, I need meditation yeah. now. And this really sweet girl sits next to me. She, I think she's like 19 years old. And she's like, I just want to let you know I love your pants. See? She's She's like, I don't think they're demonic. They're really cool. So basically, she was the little angel in the devil hat of those ladies. But I was like, who's ever called sweatpants demonic? I would have just... Demonic? Thrown it back at them and just fucked with their heads a little bit more and been like, yeah, because I am the devil. Something like that, just to scare them. I know. We're in our time. It freaked me out. I I, I didn't know how to respond. Kind of reminds me of when we had that whole phase of haunted clothing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, but my pants aren't haunted. I just bought them. They're well, you should new. You should test it. Wear them out again. I have worn them out, and people have complimented me on my pants. Like, those pants actually have had well, compliments. Maybe you just spoke to the devil, and it was a test. Okay, we don't need to make this a demonic discussion. But, yeah, no, it was just, it was just kind of flustering. I, you know, I forget people can kind of be a little bit more standoffish and cold and front of an audience. I don't know. It just I mean, it put me in my place a little bit. Not put me in my place, but definitely took me back a little bit. And I thought I was more baller than that and I could stand up for myself. But obviously when push you comes gotta to work shove, on that. I'm I'm like one of those people in the shower. I know exactly what I would have said. I love hate when that happens. When I'm like having a fake argument with my shampoo bottle and I'm like, this is what I would have said yeah. to this person 17 years ago. But I don't know why I kill those arguments so well. And then in person, I'm like, eh, eh, sorry. I know, I should have said, I should have said at least, like, oh, demonic's a bit aggressive. Exactly. Like, something. It could have been that. It could have been, like, okay, I can send you the link later. Seems yeah. like you're interested in it in the first place. Like, something. Didn't say or anything. Or you could be like, 
I'll be sure to wear them again. What a compliment. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Anything. I'm like, I should be like, oh my God, thank you. I know. Just something sarcastic, Sophia. God damn it. Work on it. So, uh. I can't do it. Are you going to miss me this weekend? I know, I am. I am. She's going on vacation. I'm going to Sun Valley, Idaho. Home of the potato. With her boyfriend's family. (laughs) I am. And potatoes. Lots of potatoes. Do you know how many different kinds of variation of potato that I'm going to eat? No. Mashed potato. Sweet potato. Baked potato. Crinkle cut potato. Air fried potatoes. Potato chip. Of course, potato chip. Waffle fry. Steak fry. Wow, that's that's those are just potato cuts. Those aren't those are not just very smashed yeah. potatoes. Okay, smashed potatoes. Raw. Potato. <laughs> is that mashed potatoes? Smashed potatoes. No, the one How smashed. do you feel about going? Because um, you're you've gone on trips with them, but you know we always say you know it's a little bit. It, you know what it was. The family. I would say the first the first time you do a trip with a boyfriend's family, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. You want to make a good impression, but I think I've already so comfortable with them and they're comfortable with me so it's not going to be like I have to try to make them like me right we're already there at least you don't have to ski this time I know and I don't have to ski it's going to be hot but here's the challenge we're going golfing yeah but the last time I went golfing was like the war of 1812 I am so rusty and that's what makes me nervous because all we do is talk about golf and we're going to be golfing every day you're going to be fine but it's just nerve-wracking well no one's claiming that we're PGA tour girls, like going off, going, we work every weekend. But also, I look more like a cart girl because my skirts are so short yeah. that I need to go buy some after. I this. bought her, I gave you mine. You're wearing yeah, it. Yeah, right? and my boyfriend saw it was like, they won't let you on the course at that outfit. Wait, seriously? Yeah, because oh, it's a crop top. I wore that mean? with that. First of all, it's a polo made of spandex, so not a polo, crop top, sleeves cut off, and a mini skirt. Yeah, I wore that. I don't, I'm, no one kicked me off. <laughs> Everyone kept me on. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going fly fishing. That's cool. I'm going to put on overalls. I'm going to be like one of those... You're becoming more outdoorsy. Tinder guys with like a fish picture. I want to post one of those. You should for sure get one of those I know. photos. I know. Yeah, and just like make it a caption like this is how my Tinder profile would be. Caught dinner. <laughs> for you and I. Catching fish, not feelings. Oh, God. That's pretty good. actually pretty good. That's, <laughs> there's many fish in the sea, but you have a photo of your boyfriend next to you. But this is the only two I want. Speaking of... That was pretty good. You didn't even laugh. Many fish in the sea. Mm. That's okay, something we you should guys, go by. We actually had a plan for this episode. Yeah. And... I know this intro is a little bit longer than we probably anticipated, but this is the It's our of, show. It's our show. It could be whatever we, we want. We have to give you up- updates anyways. But what we wanted to discuss today which is something that we can all relate to, is breakups. Not mine. (laughs) Like, clarify. Not Leia's. Not Gabby, because she's single. Sophia is officially back on the market. Yep. So I don't know if you guys recalled last week, I was kind of in my feels and I mentioned that and it was hard for me to talk about it and I kind of started crying, but I feel like now I'm okay to discuss and it won't be probably too in-depth with what was going on, just out of respect for him. But, yeah, I'm single now, which is kind of... Um, so let's let's just go yeah. through all the feelings, the emotions. I'm really proud and happy that you do want to talk about it because it's something that everyone can relate to, even if it doesn't have to pertain to a relationship breakup, but a friendship breakup, a work breakup, a something leaving something. Yeah. So 
I think someone can take something away from this. Yeah, and you know, so I, I really, really, really wanted to be in love, and I was with him. Yeah, you you're know, a hopeless like, romantic. I, yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, all I want in life, regardless, is I'm very analytical about things. I have my checklist and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all I do is read romance novels. Like all I want is to fall in love, and so it's it's been really sucky. And um, this breakup hasn't been easy on me. I'll be honest. Like it's, it hasn't. No, I mean, I'm here to witness. It's not been easy, and I feel like it's easy using social media and your work and everything else as a distraction. But um, I'm really glad I've had you. I've had my family. I've had my girlfriends. Like everyone has been around me. Has been an incredible support. I think yeah. what's interesting is sometimes the breakups that or the relationships that only lasted four months are harder to get over than the ones that lasted two plus years because. When you've dated someone for four months, you're fantasizing and visualizing what your life is going to look like together, how many kids you're going to have, how happy you could be together before you really see what it's like to be with them long term. And when you're with someone for two years, for example, you already know what your life would look like with them. Yeah, I, but I don't think I don't think it's necessarily for me the length that makes it harder if it's shorter or longer. I actually think sometimes the shorter the ones, obviously, they think the easier it is. But I think with this scenario, I mean, I put so much energy into it and I really wanted this to work. And I mean, everyone around me saw how much I wanted this to work. Yeah. And, I, and it sucks at the end of the day when you realize in your gut that it's just not clicking mm-hmm. as well as you thought it was going to click. And then you have to be the one to make the decision to Which end it. sucks. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, like I feel horrible. I think the hardest part about when you're the one deciding to do it is you're hurting someone that you really, really care about. And you know at the end of the day, they're not going to be happy with your decision and they're going to be sad. And you know you're going to be sad. But I always think about how they're feeling more so than how I'm feeling. Of course, but it really takes... I'm proud of you for this because it's obviously easier to stay with someone knowing that it's not working. I don't like being lonely. I feel lonely. It It sucks. It's easier to just stick with it, stay with someone that you know isn't exactly perfect for you or even close to perfect because nothing's perfect. It's really easy to do that. But it takes a very mentally strong person to pick themselves over someone else. And you really loved him and you put a lot into him. And that's why I know it's people won't agree because we've all broken up with and we've all been broken up with. And everyone's always saying, oh, it's so much harder to be the person that's getting dumped which in a lot of ways it is, but you're villainizing yourself automatically. You look like the bad. Even if you did nothing wrong in the relationship and you were a saint and you're choosing what's better for you, already the taste is left in the mouth of yeah. you're the villain, you're the bad guy for doing this. I think You're putting up yourself some, over me. Yeah, I think breaking up with someone is harder when there isn't a really horrible reason to break up. It wasn't like there's no... Bad. But there was reason. There was reason. There was very. But there was, wouldn't just do it. But it wasn't it for like fun. there was no cheating. There was no. Um. There was no like name calling. There wasn't like that stuff. But there were reasons. But that's what makes this whole thing harder. Is like, you don't have something to hate the person for. You know, like you're still. So what still about caring it? About it, but. So what about it? So what about what? What made you break up then? You know. I don't want to get into too specifics. No, you don't about have to it, get into specifics. No, but I'll, I'll, but this specifics. <laughs> no, but this is what I'll say because I feel like if anything, if you guys will gain any information or like if you're in this space of how I was, like maybe you'll learn something from it. But 
It's interesting when you're in a relationship and you're in love and you think before going into it that you have all of this confidence and this Mm self-assurance that you are, you know what you deserve. And maybe you found someone that you're like, oh, they love me. I love them. This works and it's going to work. And sort of like the love you had in high school. Yeah. And you you forget like there are things that happen within that time that aren't right, but Mm -hmm. you let it go because love is blind and you just want it to happen because... Being alone is scarier than being without someone, you know, when you're, I think when you're hopeless Especially romantic. you and I, we have an issue with pacing ourselves when we start seeing someone because we don't go out a lot. We don't get asked out a lot. And then when we do go out with someone, we're like, okay, well, let's try to make this work because the yeah. opportunity isn't there and we want to be in love. So you almost expedite the process of getting to know them before you really know who yeah. they are. Yeah, and I think that... The love was still all there and maybe you're with someone that you truly, truly love and mm-hmm. you you feel it and you see it, but there's something in your gut that, and this is the biggest advice I can go and give anybody, is feel it in your gut and go with it. If you are physically, mentally, I mean, if it outwardly is coming out of your body that you feel that something isn't right and maybe you th- you mentally don't think something's wrong, but mm-hmm. it's coming out of you physically. And there's other ways where people are like, are you okay? Then you need to start looking into that and going, why am I feeling this way? Instead of kind of just going, okay, I'm just, it's a new relationship, I'm anxious. It's this, it's this, it's that. So it's making excuses. So but I feel like the biggest blessing we have, especially as women, is our gut instinct. Mm-hmm. And we can feel it, we can sense it if something isn't working. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Your body is telling you, Something's not right. Right. And it sucks because it wasn't a bad at all relationship. It was a great relationship. No, he was an amazing guy. I think you guys complimented each other in a lot of ways. But you're at the age, and I could say mentally I am as well, where we're not really looking to date anymore. Yeah. We're looking for a life partner. We want to be finding our husband, starting that exciting next chapter. And so, like, when you started dating someone a few years ago, you weren't really there yet. So probably you would have stayed with this person if you'd met him a few years ago because the reasons why you broke up with him wouldn't work for you long-term. But maybe back then you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I could put up with it. So what about this relationship do you feel like you've gained and that you actually really need for the next one? Well, other than the fact that this time I actually will trust my instincts Mm -hmm. and not waste my time and just keep saying, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, and ignoring what I know in my gut and my heart Mm -hmm. is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. moving forward. But it's also to not blur the line of creating this idealistic and, like, fantasy in my head before knowing someone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's really important to take the steps and get to know someone. I think it's so beautiful if you have love at first sight and you fall in love so hard and fast. And I know, like, that was one of the most amazing feelings I felt in this relationship. But I think it is really important to remember who you are and keep tabs on yourself going, is this the right one for me? So for me, moving forward, I need to do that. I need to go into a situation go, do I feel like truly that this guy could work? I mean, like obviously give it chances is obviously. I like, think we, you need to mind, but. be a stricter with your checklist that you have with someone. And everyone should have a checklist of things that they absolutely need in a relationship. More like the foundations. The I foundations, think you should have yeah. at least an idea of what you are. And I think say you could have avoided are. a lot of 
issue and heartbreak if you had stuck to that checklist. Yeah, and we and we tried, and that's the thing is like it wasn't there was energy put into it, Mm -hmm. and so regardless, like I think it's important to try, but then also there's a point of trying where it depletes you, and you don't want to drain all your energy where you feel like okay, I can't fight anymore, or like I can't. That's also I think been the hardest part for you. There's two things that hurt me (laughs) when you talk about your breakup, is one that you almost feel like you failed because you tried everything in your willpower to make something work. Yeah. And it still didn't. Exactly. So it's almost like you're mourning yourself right now. You're yeah. like, I feel like everything wasn't even enough. Yeah. And the second thing is you've sort of lost this hope that you'll find someone. So, in, a, in a way, sometimes, you did, I think. Like, yeah. you nonstop... You, I won't find love. It's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm going to be so old when it happens. Like you've lost all hope. And the interesting thing about it when I talk to you is that you're so big into manifestation. You manifest everything in your life. Your business, making money, the podcast, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. But the one thing you don't manifest is your love life. Yeah, I don't. Like you really don't. That's the one thing you put on the back burner yet. That's the most important thing to you. Yeah, that's actually really funny. I don't, I like don't put any thought into it. And that's why I was single these last three years and then I met him. And then I was like, this is just, it. I felt it immediately. And I go, I, I don't even want to think about it because I haven't thought about it. I'm like, oh, it just works, it works, you know? Because I've worked on everything else in my life. So this has to just fit in. That's also another thing I think to point out is that you put an effort into all your areas in life, your mm-hmm. work, your friends, yourself, whatever. And so someone comes along and you're like, oh, they just fit well into it. You know, like how could it not just click? But sometimes it doesn't. And I think that don't... Don't force it. Don't force something, you yeah. know? And when it when you know probably in the beginning, it might be a little bit harder and not work. But I mean, it's, it's honestly so such a generalized statement, but it's basically saying every single guy in this planet would fit into your life just because he's a male, you're a female, and that's who you're attracted to. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, not really. Because we were just talking about how we assume that every guy that we go on a date with, it's going to work, it's going to click, so we force it to work. That's like saying every single person that you're going to meet, every girlfriend, every friend is going to be a friend to you. Yeah. Not everyone is compatible in the way that we want them to be, so that's why it's really important to stick to your checklist, find things that you actually need. Like for me, I'm like, I prefer someone that lives alone, very family-oriented, has yeah. a nice job, loves his mom. Like that stuff's important yeah. to me. What, what, it well, doesn't have to be in this relationship, but what are you absolutely needing for the next one? Well, this is nothing, this is not comparing him at all. And this is just a general thing that I care about. Um, obviously I love ambition. I love someone that's super family-oriented, mm-hmm. but you know, I think regardless of all the checklists and maybe whatever you have, I just miss the feeling of being in love. And I think that you guys, if you haven't been in a relationship for a while and you're like, I don't want to look for someone, I don't want to even try and put an effort anymore. Honestly, try because like I forgot how that feeling felt. And it's seriously having someone that loves you for you and you love them for them and them being your best friend is, I. it's so indescribable from anything in the entire world. And like, I want that again. And I think going into the next one, I want to make sure that, my gut is telling me it's a it's the right one and not to waste energy and put in all this time and effort in something that probably wasn't going to work out in the first place. Mm-hmm. But to also 
feel those feelings again. Like I'm open to it and I want it and I'm going to put an effort to like find that person. And you know um, you will. That's the thing. Like yeah. you can't go about saying it's not going to happen for you. I'm going to be, it's going to be later. You got to yeah. stop doing that because it's, you know, that's not true. Yeah. You will find your person. You just got to stop putting a timeline yeah. and this unnecessary pressure on yourself. Well, you know what? I, it has been helping me a lot through this breakup. And I think that people, and this is like a side note because I just remembered this, that I wanted to bring this up. So if you're going through a breakup and it has been really hard on you, like it was really hard on me for the first, I guess, month of it, like going through it. The best thing that happened to me was no communication. And I have a really hard time with that. I'm one of those people that even after I still like to talk to that person and at least get to a middle ground or at least some friendship level. Let me level. tell you, God's some gift weird... to us was the mute button on Instagram. It's Use not, it. but like, I'm telling you, seriously, cut them out of your lives as quick and best as you can because you won't move on unless it's out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. truly. Like, if you're looking at their friends' Instagrams, if you're looking for their comments and their swipe ups and their this and their texts and their calls, like, it will drain you. And that's what I feel like I was doing in the beginning, but we also didn't talk at all. And that's helped tremendously because I've been able to focus on myself. I've been focusing on work and some little distractions here and there. But I think it's really important, especially when you're you're finally like single again, mm -hmm. is to focus on yourself. All the energy you put into the worry, the fear, the the love, the hate, whatever, put it back into yourself. So speaking of putting yeah. back effort and energy into yourself, how are you now going to use this breakup to glow up? The post-breakup glow up. Don't do anything dramatic like get no. bangs so and regret it. So that's the funny thing is, the first relationship breakup that I was in, um, and that was a two-year relationship, and that was my, like, first love of my life. That was horrible. Like, that, I hate it. That was such a bad breakup. That I actually physically went through changes. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to get hot. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get blonde. Like, I did everything that I was polar opposite from. And I felt confident. I felt good. But this time around, I actually feel like I am, I feel like I'm physically better. Like, I do feel confident about how I look. But... I'm really putting all my energy into my passions. Good. And not, and spending that energy that I used to have going, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, into going, why not? You know, I have all this time now. Mm -hmm. I can put it into writing. I could put it into coding, whatever I'm trying to do, mm -hmm. and put it into my career. Because the last couple of weeks, all we've been doing is working. And so I've had nothing else to focus on other than work. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool to see it actually getting better and seeing things kind of come together. Mm -hmm. And so that's been my driving force. And that's what my mom did. When my mom got single after her and my dad split for a second, she started her own skincare line and it's been running since then. Yeah. She sold $2 billion in sales of her skincare products. It's definitely important and to I channel think that's really that good. energy and effort into something different. Yeah. It's so healthy because staying in a dark hole, you're allowed to mourn and you're allowed to be sad but you can't stay in there too long because mm -hmm. then it starts to get a routine and then it's a habit and then you'll never be normal after yeah. that. You'll never date normal after that. You'll never break up normal after I that. I just think if there's a lot of positive attraction in your life, if you're focusing on your work and yeah. it's truly what you love, like that's the thing. I also think I've been focusing on things I don't, maybe I'm just doing to do, mm -hmm. not doing to love. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, if I focus on that and like truly dedicate my time into that, and I also de dedicate time into like growing my relationship with my friends that I already have, with you, 
with experiencing life, laughing, then that's when the person comes into my life. And 100%. I, and I feel like this time, first time around, I was just, and he's an amazing person. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about him. And I'm being serious saying that. Um, and I fell in love and that was amazing. And I learned a lot from that relationship. But this time around, you can't it needs let the relationship. No, but you can't let the relationship be your identity. And but I need it to flow into my life seamlessly. That's the problem. So rather you, than you just shove like a everything. Square. Hold on, you stopped everything in your life to focus on this relationship. Yeah. Whereas that person didn't, because that's normal behavior. He's like, okay, I still have my work, my friends, my routine, and I can add my girlfriend in seamlessly, and it all fits still. Whereas you dropped everything. Well, basically. that's my personality. I'm like one of those people, See, that's if I love Don't something, I just drop everything for that person. I'm going to start to figure out how to have a healthier balance. But I'm feeling better. Actually, I feel like this week has been the first week that I've Yay. been feeling good, which Yay. is nice. Um, and there's a lot of exciting things coming up. That You're been so like, blessed, Sophia. You have so many people that love and support you in your life. Thanks. You'll be just a-okay. Look, read the shirt. Just keep on trucking. You know what? You know? I will, Sistine. Thank you, you for wearing that shirt for me today. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, and to wrap up this relationship talk show, we have an unsolicited advice Woo! pertaining about relationships. So if you would like your question to be answered, make sure you go to our Apple podcast page. Leave your comments in the ratings and reviews. Of course, give us five stars. And Always. that is the only way we are going to answer it. We're going to start doing it every week, so write in. Write in your questions, and we, we will answer. And we read all of them. We do. Yeah, we actually do. We love You them. guys have been lagging here. So, Sophia, take it away. It says, help. My best friends do not like my boyfriend of seven months, and they finally told me. What do I do? Damn. That's Damn. rough. You know what? This is the thing. I can't blame the friends because they probably, you know when you don't know someone in the beginning, that they're probably giving them their best foot forward when you're meeting the friend. So he's probably getting along with the girlfriend, so they're fine. But then slowly as they start to hang out with him, how do you tell your friend It's just I have, a lot of, I have a lot of questions. How many times have they hung out? When you're first meeting your significant other's friends, it could be nerve-wracking. Maybe he, like, dropped the ball on that one and got nervous and quiet. Or was he too extrovert and tried too hard? Like, there's a lot of ways it could go. And sometimes it could come off as fake. So I understand maybe the friends are like, what's this guy's deal? Unless he hurt you, then I would understand. Well, uh, this is what I would say, is that if your best friends are your best friends and they know you better than anybody else and they're questioning him with you and they've never done that before, I seriously would take that into consideration mm. and really take a step back from the relationship. Stop thinking about family. Stop thinking about expectations. Stop thinking about your fantasies, all that stuff, and actually evaluate this person that you're dating. Because, I mean, I have never had anybody say really to my face like they haven't liked anybody I dated. It seems like a really familiar situation to what you just went through. I think there were people in your life telling you, there's a bit of red flags going on here. Do you see them? And ignoring them is the worst thing to do. I think it's really important to confront it and nip it in the butt. And yeah. I know, and I get it, when you're in love with someone, you're it defensive. is so, yeah, you're defensive. It's so hard to see past it. But I would try as best as you can to actually sit down and go, or ask them, why don't they like them? And if yeah. it's a stupid reason, then you go, okay, he was just nervous. He was just doing this. And maybe you can talk to him about that. But I would not confront the boyfriend first, though. No, you wouldn't. I would no, not no, no. say, 
my friends don't like you. You're messing up. What the up. hell? You're messing up. They're bitches. But think about it. Mm. If his friends went up to him and said, we don't like your girlfriend. Here's one thing that know, I did. That's a big in, deal. When I was 19, I was dating this stupid little boy. And um, one thing that I did was my girlfriend told me, something's off with this guy. I don't like it. I don't like the way he looks at other girls. I don't like what he says about you. And I was so puppy love, blinded by everything he was doing because I wanted it to work, that I basically shut her off and chose him, which caused a huge conflict in our friendship. And then a month later, she was 100% right. And trying to go back and apologize and rebuild that friendship is not only embarrassing that you would choose someone so insignificant over someone that is so... Yeah, like close to you. Yeah, close to you and knows you better than anyone. So I would definitely not ignore it, but it, don't get defensive. Address it in a sensitive way because everyone's feelings, like they're they're looking out for you. Yeah. They obviously care about like, you. Like obviously don't shut your boyfriend off in two seconds and like completely dispel it. But if these reasons are he just has came and hung out with us a lot and we just don't think he's a nice person and we see you with someone better, like this isn't the one for you. Yeah. Honestly... It's, Whatever it may be, they're looking out for you. Yeah, Your they're looking interest. out for you. I don't think people would just say it to say it. I think if, because that's a big deal. I would never tell anybody I didn't like their boyfriend, even if I was okay with them. Never unless I truly thought that they were not right for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if your friends are doing that with every guy, then you just either have bad taste in men or they're really shitty friends. Um, but I think that if these are your best friends and they don't usually say that and they're saying it, but this guy... Uh, Honey, I agree. Hit the road, Jack, and never go back. So I think that just wraps it up. Perfect. Wow. We're going to have the hashtag Sophia Single trending, if everyone could do that. Yeah, my DMs um, are open. No, they're not. DMs Actually, are I don't open. Really read any of them. There's a crack in the DMs in that door. Slightly open with the blue check mark for the right person. <laughs> We're going to get her back on that high horse. Oh, God. See, I can't even picture myself dating right now. But you know what? I'm going to wing woman you so hard. Oh, God. Sophia, I'm going to be there at the bar sending you drinks pretending I'm a dude. I'm going to do all of it. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes because, you know, I'm still so awkward and bad at flirting. So. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that suggestion. If you have any eligible men out there or someone you know, your brother, your brother's friend. No. Your neighbor. Please no. Someone at your office. Okay. Someone no. at the community pool. We're not. We're not doing this. Anyone. Do not submit your recommendation. Do, do not submit an application. You don't have to look them. I will suss them out. We're Narrow good. them down. We'll bring them on the show. Live dating. Let's do it. If you're in the Los God, Angeles area. God, we've been area. trying to do this for years. No. Now we can finally do no. Sophia <laughs> speed dating episode. I know you guys want it. No. You got to write in. Write in today. Do it. Okay, we will well, see, you, will see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. I gotta get out of here. Bye. Bye.